Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Alrighty, happy Monday. Welcome to the Your Photography Mentor Podcast. Every single it. time. You nailed your, it that time. Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast. I'm your co-host, David Molnar, and this lovely ginger shot on whatever side you're seeing him on is uh, Rich Coleman. Hello. How goes Rich, it, David? How was, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was good. Um, pretty normal. Pretty normal. Pretty good weekend. The yeah. Kids, the kids were behaved, so that's, that's always good. I didn't have a photo shoot. Dang nice. COVID. So, um, you had like weddings that. in the morning last week and stuff, right? Like, didn't you have like a yeah, sunrise wedding? I, I had a sunrise wedding and then an engagement shoot that night. So, when I was at my Insta story, I said, My last shoot was 15 hours ago today. It was just, it felt weird. <laughs> That's funny. For some That's reason, awesome. every time there's a sunrise shoot, it's like the furthest away from me it can. It's never like, Oh, it's a mile down the road. It's like, Oh, it's in Hatteras. Or like, you know, where it's like a two-hour drive to get there. It's just stupid. Yeah. Man, I hear you. Well, Rich, I do have a question for you today. What do you call new, um, two spiders Ooh. who are on their honeymoon? New Newlywebs. 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 Yes. You almost gave it away. Ah. Uh, mm. <clears throat> gave it away. Mm. We could talk about that, uh, that new Canon R5. Have you dug, dug into that much? Um, I've been, you know, I've been meaning to, uh, Thursday and Friday last week we had, we had some visitors and I was like, oh, I wanted to like, kind of, we need to like order it and get it in our hands. I'm like really excited to, I mean, I'll, you tell me, you it. tell me when, you tell me when and I'll order <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that after this call. Cause we need to, we need to get those, we need to get that into our hands like ASAP. You know well, I, mean? I email, I emailed our B and H guy and I, I guess, I mean, cause of COVID, but then like I see other people and they have like four versions of it and I'm like, I want to, I want to be that guy. I need that. We need that one. We need that one. The R5 well, and R6, um, man. I'm, I'm ready for either of them. All right. So what's the quick three? I'll go first. Okay, I'll go, go on one. I went, I went surfing this morning. I got I like, I snuck out of the house. There was only one kid out of bed and I'm like the horrible Rosie. dad. Rosie with, yeah, it was Rosie. Of course yep. it's Rosie. You know, <laughs> she's always, she's always like, hi dad. Like first thing, like, Hey, I need some coffee first, you know? But, um, She's like, can I watch a show? And I'm like, yes. Like, I feel bad handing a kid an iPad in the morning, but mommy is still sleeping. So I was like, yeah, watch a show. Like, turn it down. Because I snuck out and I went surfing. And it was like, you know, this big waves. Mm -hmm. But it was beautiful, crystal clear. And it just is so good for my soul. After being landlocked for 14 years in Nashville, I'm just a very happy camper to live near the ocean again. That's just so good. Salt water runs through my veins. So that was kind of like the thing that happened today. What about you? A big thing today. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do a shameless plug. This is my favorite coffee cup. Cup. David, do you know who made this cup? You? No, Genevieve Stewart. She's turned into okay. quite the uh, number one. She's a, she's probably one of my the best photographers I know. But she Thanks. started this company called Soundside Road Pottery. Okay. And I don't buy like stuff like on Etsy ever, but her Etsy mm -hmm. store man is killing it. So give give Genevieve Stewart. Great photographer, even better ceramic. I don't know what you call this. Whitney Hines did this a little bit too. But my oh, only nice. two homemade mugs I have, I mean, that looks like the ocean. That looks like whitewash. Isn't that like awesome what's, looking? What's her website? Do you know? Um, I think it's just on we'll Etsy, get. but we'll get it. Soundside okay. Road Pottery. That's the name. I helped her make the Soundside logo. Soundside Road Pottery. Pottery on Etsy. Okay, cool. Just posted that. That's that's um, that's something that's that was my like as I grabbed this cup, it just made me happier. Like I had this mm. one, and then I have water in my David Monar cup. Mm. Not as exciting as this cup. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Well, what's a third thing? A third thing. Well, I don't get excited. Here's here's something that a lot of people get excited for that I personally don't get excited for. I think I'm getting a different vehicle today. But like that doesn't excite me. Like my wife's like, "Are you excited?" I'm like, "No, I have to drive to Virginia." Like, mm. oh, that hundred eighty dollars a month I have to keep paying for three more years now. Like it's not like a 
Right. I'm not right. like, this is so cool. It's just not. I mean, it's a hybrid. I mean, that's kind of cool. I'm saving on the... Uh, is this a vehicle for you or for your wife or what? It's a vehicle for me. Okay. This, this is the getting? first vehicle I ever bought as a married man that it wasn't a leftover of my wife's. Usually I buy my wife the car and then when she gets a new car, I get her kind of like a cell phone, but with car. It's a Kia. <laughs> it's still a Kia. Kia Nero. It looks just like my car, but it's hybrid. Okay. Cool. So, is it Nero to your heart? It's or, Nero to or, my heart. King Nero. Well, well, hey, listen, we're going to do a giveaway today, transitioning away from the, from the, uh, from the hybrid car. Uh, something that is very Nero mm, to my heart. Mm. Um, I thought of a better three, and I don't want to get political. To, to David, just retain it. Hold it all inside and don't speak out. I was, so I don't ever go into a gas station unless I have to because COVID okay. is so terrifying. So I was at the gym. And like speaking of trying to get out of the house without your kids, like sometimes making my BCAAs, my branch chain amino acids or my protein, I don't want to like make that and then like the kids help. I'm just like trying to sneak out of the house and go to the gym. So I do that. So I have 10 minutes to drink protein after I work out. So I stop at the 7-Eleven on Kitty Hawk Road and this dude, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but he worked for an internet company here locally on the Outer Banks. And okay. on the front door, you have to, it says you have to wear a face mask. This dude went in there with a um, Lone Ranger <laughs> mask on his face and was like, and there were, sir, you have to wear a mask. And he said, I am wearing a mask. And he was hardcore. It was so funny. I mean, not to be political, there was nothing on the sign that said a mouth mask. It just said a face mask. So yeah. I completely understood this dude. And he was in a company truck with a company shirt. Wearing a Lone Ranger mask. <laughs> it was so BA, David. I loved it. Oh, that's so funny. I know. I've thought about that. Like, I've thought about just putting on like a ski mask, you know, like, you know, like the black, you know, like, let's like order you're Batman the mask. mask. Yeah. I'm Batman. Yeah. I'm Batman. Hey, if we have to wear masks, let's, let's make, let's, let's make fun them fun. Always right. this close to robbing a bank. Sorry. Anyway, I, I had to tell you that on the air. Oh, that's funny. I appreciate that. A Zorro mask. I need to watch Zorro again. That's a, I love Zorro. Okay, so we're going to give away we're going to give away one of our uh what I suspect is one of our new favorite backpacks. I I'm I'm going to order one like after this. I've been saying it. Uh so it's Bravite or Bravite. I don't know how you pronounce it. Is that how you pronounce it? Bravite. There's a dash over the e, whatever that means. I don't know. Brevit, Brevit. Um, cause Brevit. Nathan Sazinski, who's an amazing, amazing, um, uh, photographer and videographer on here. He's filmed some courses for us recently. He had this Brevit backpack and I was like, dude, that backpack is awesome. Cause it looks just like a normal backpack, but it's a camera bag and a laptop bag. And it's really cool and chic and it looks like it's really good quality. It's so like an everyday backpack. One. It lo- it doesn't yeah. look like you're carrying around a camera backpack. It looks like a backpack that you happen to have a MacBook pro and a Brand new Canon R5N. I'm, I'm, I'm going to share it. Here it is. The jumper photo is the one that we're talking about. And there's a bunch of prices here. Or it's not prices. There's a bunch of colors. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm trying to see. Okay, cool. So it's customizable to your needs. Removable padded dividers for allowing full-frame camera, 7200 lens, or DJI Mavic drone. Um, quick access door. But, you know, front access door. So it's just a cool side tripod strap or water bottle. It's not huge. Um, it's like the perfect size for like an everyday carry. It's like that's, this is the bag you want to carry. And that's the thing. I've been looking for like a good everyday carry one because um, one of my everyday carry bags, uh, it has like a hole in it because I've had it for so long, you know. And yeah. then I got this big one that was really cool from Nomadic that was awesome. But I'm like, this It'll is like great the bag that I take. Yeah, it's like great for Norway, but not great for like the everyday. So this jumper photo bag, I'm literally gonna buy it like right after this. But we're gonna buy it for one of you guys, and we don't have a we don't have an arrangement with Bravit. Bravit, get it, get on with this. So let's wanna, ta- let's tag them. I did I did reach out to them. Let's tag them on this yeah. post to, to like put light a fire to get back with get the up. beautiful blue neck David Monar. Yeah, I, I wanna I wanna I wanna figure out if we can work with this company because they they just make photo bags. It looks like right, pretty much. Yeah. they just make a few different bags. And, and the quality just seemed like awesome. So anyways, I'm going to try to use that bag. I'm going to order one for myself um, after this. And we're going to order one for one of you guys. And you guys can pick your colors. There's a bunch of them. Um, so all you have to do to be eligible to win that jumper photo backpack by Bravite. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that Bravite. right. Uh-huh. Bravite. I don't know. Agente. Uh, but agente. Uh, is just share this uh, live recording, this podcast right now. If you're on Facebook Live watching it right now, click that share button. 
say, hey, these guys are dorks or they're funny or they're giving me a and backpack. And just tag, tag Bravit in there and just say, you know, the French, man. They yeah. Make the best stuff. The best fries, could... the best kissing, the best bags. <laughs> all the best stuff. French? It they just sounds French. France? I don't know. Okay, it does sound. It's probably it some sound. guy in Oklahoma that yeah, just like was probably. like, let's find a new name. They make great I probably bags should have done more research on it, but I just I felt the bag and I was like, this is awesome. Like, I want to have one of these bags. That's, that's no, the thing. I'm, like, I'm that's, all about honest bad. reviews. Like, here's the thing. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not going to ever I, tell I, you I like something if I don't. And I love this. Uh, like, I've got this Think Tank. Um, it's kind of like a, you know, laptop bag, laptop bag. But it's, I just kind of want a backpack. And I have, I have a Think Tank backpack, which is really awesome, but it's, it's way too um, big. Yeah, it's just too big. Like I'm, I'm trying to get a bag that's like really easy for my. Um, how does that work? You know, if like, let's say, how does that think tank work? Like, if you run it over with your bike. <laughs> <laughs> I ran this bag over with my bike. It, I, you know, electric bike, and I was riding, and I hit a bump, and it like just fell off because I don't have a good bag basket yet on this uh, electric bike, and um, <laughs> it ran over my laptop. And my laptop, it did okay. It protected it sort of, but my laptop. Uh, my laptop got some like it got a chip in it. I don't know if you can see that, and it's kind of like bowed a little teeny bit, you know. It's but it's Apple, which means it still works fine. Yeah, it still works. You know, if that was like a freaking Dell, sorry. No whatever case. Kristen's using. Yeah, whatever Kristen Cook is using. If it was one of those, gosh, it would not work. And like three minutes later, um, Kristen Cook is our operations manager and new. new she's newly minted and she's awesome. And we make fun of her because she's still on a PC and we're like, we're, we're mad. There's guys. nothing wrong with PC. I don't hey, want to make, Steve, ha I don't want to make half of you mad right out the gate, but we are both to be PC. I was PC for, for 19 years and then I switched and my life got a lot happier. 19 years, come on. What, yeah, I would not. I, I mean, I, I brought, uh, I had a Sony Vio and then I switched to Mac. I don't know. 10. I'm saying, how old were you when you switched? I was 19 when I switched. So I was PC until I, would, I was 19. I was 21 or two, maybe 22. Um, and I'm 26 now. Bro, we probably switched right at the same time. There we go. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, if I was 19. So probably like 13 years ago. Uh, I mean, because I'm 26, so like a couple years ago, but yeah. 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 Hey, well, today, speaking of workflow, speaking of MacBooks, Who's we wanted to talk today. We wanted to, we, you know, we just wanted this podcast to flow, you know what I mean? Um, speaking of workflow, we want to talk today about a photographer's smooth workflow. Do we have an adjective that we wanted to describe this one? Um, we're really smooth operators, you know what I mean? Smooth um, operator. Oh, by the way, I got one of my AirPods fixed. It was doing this crazy buzzing. I got one of them fixed. Apple sent me a new one, which is awesome. Twenty seconds. And then later. I realized, and then I, and then I, like twenty seconds later, I realized my other one was buzzing too. Like, you never oh. replace one and front tire. I tried to. I just didn't want to lie to them because I wasn't sure if this one was working. It was like, is that one working? I'm like, I think so. Like, let's just send you one. I'm like, okay. It was an hour and a half on the phone with Apple because of COVID. Everything's slow right now. Now I got to spend another hour and a half on the phone, but. I love these AirPods. And I tried to do it for you. Truth be told, I tried to do you it for did. you, but they were like, when I called on my phone, they were like, no, 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 you're rich. You can't pretend to be David. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm trying to. to. And it was really difficult. Apple's yeah, got it figured out. Yeah, they, they're, they're smarty pants. Um, okay, so today we wanted, to walk, we wanted to walk and talk at the same time. We wanted to talk about a... Uh, smooth, successful, best workflow for photography. I don't know what was our ad. <laughs> How do we describe it? What was our? What was our? What was our? I would say I the importance. We're going to talk about the importance of a proper workflow because everybody has yeah. a workflow. It's the way you work. It's having the one that works to your strengths and weaknesses. Ah, the importance of a well-tuned workflow. That was supposed to be our title. There we go. We almost got there. Boom, boom. I mean, you had written a beautiful title. And I just, you know, I'm just, I just hope just, it's spelled right. If I wrote it, <laughs> it is, it is. Or I think so. The importance yeah. of a well-tuned workflow. I think so, man. I think so. Great job. Good job, Rich. Kristen, um, Kristen didn't even have to like yell at me. She usually just sends me a screenshot with no context a... of things I've done wrong. <laughs> context. Should we tell them the context? So, so it, it's, there, there, so many times that Rich schedules a podcast like really quick, and then it's like there's like one like let, like auto corrected to the wrong thing or something like that. I'm like, Rich, you made me look dumb, you know, like whatever, because he like auto corrected. I'm used to it. I'm like, Come on, man. But then the context. What's the context thing? 
So what here's do, the thing. When, when my brain is, what, we when are going to get to work. Is fly, I promise. We're at a million towards. miles an hour for you, David. <laughs> Sometimes I, my brain's just got to dump it, or I'll forget. Because one thing we'll talk about in a future podcast soon is Enneagram. We're going to have a whole Enneagram debrief because I'm also a seven. Yes. Yes. I want to talk about Enneagram for photographers. We I know. Talk about that. We need to. Okay. So I'm a seven. So follow through is not really good for me. Like I need an assistant. And that's why I'm just so thankful that David David agreed to be my assistant. That's why this has been such a great working relationship. Yeah. So yes. I'll just I'll I'll dump it. Like this is a thought in my head. I just have to get it down somewhere so that right. someone can hold me accountable to it. But I'll just text David a picture of a video. Not tell him like, hey, I need you to check this out. Hey, this is what this is. And it and it's like a video I had my friend work on, so it doesn't have a proper title. And it's just David's like, I have no idea what the what the H you're sending me, Rich. I have no idea what this is. That's my that's my Achilles heel. Yeah. So so you'll just you'll send like you'll send a link. It'll just be a random link. And I'll be like in the middle of a meeting or like writing writing something or or something like, you know, focus is really important to me as a as a seven or as a photographer or as a man or just as a creative. Um, and that's one of the things we can talk about with workflow in just a minute is protecting your focus, mm. actually. That's that's actually really important. Um, but Rich will send just like a link to something. And I'm like, I don't know what that link is to. I don't know. If, if like I send it, it's, it's pretty important. And you need to drop everything you're doing. <laughs> and But that's the that's the thing. Like, I don't know. And then so you sent me a video that said posing dash two. And I'm like what is this video? And it's, and then there was no context. Like it was just, just a, it was just, just me posing for you. I'm like, I don't know if this is an hour long video or a two minute video or whatever it was. And I'm like, context. So me and Kristen like rag on rich. Cause we're like, context. Like okay. you got us in this context. Betsy that way we did know it if too. we need to stop what we're doing. If like, if we need to like write it down on our to-do list, just because like, you know, like trying to help tens of thousands of photographers pursue their dreams. It's, I, I notice. I notice when I text you and then I follow it with nine one one, you text me back a lot quicker. So I just started doing that for all my texts. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Yeah. This is true. I do. Um, this is true. Well, uh, so context, that'll be, that'll be a pretty funny instead of, instead of it being conundrum, it'll be like context, you know, oh, gosh. Uh, that'll, oh, that'll, oh, that'll be our is. code word. So, there it is. so <laughs> uh, love it. Love all the inside jokes. Rich, you're such a great sport. So Friday night, by the way, we're going to get to workflow in just a second. Ooh, I hope on, you did. I hope you didn't watch. Did you watch Friday night? Dude, I watched a couple seconds of it and I was cracking <laughs> up, man. I was cracking up. I may up. have and smoked my wife and drank online. <laughs> on, on live. Yeah. yeah, my wife was also like, she texted me this morning because when I was surfing, I got out of the water and I saw, I got like a bunch of texts come back in because I guess she woke up finally. And, um, and she was like, hey, I think someone stole our credit card because someone ordered Domino's and Papa John's or something like that this weekend. And she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 it's, That's it was just rich. Being an he, ordered, idiot. He, he ordered pizza for students and had it delivered to their house. Yeah. Or, or or something this week, bro. And I will. I, um, I I made the wrong choice. Like I love Cody, but man, Domino's in California is like eight times more expensive than it is here in North Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Okay. I even called right. my I even called my friend remote, but it was fun. It was part of a, a joke. And yeah, as I went live, five minutes after I went live, a pizza knock happened on his door, and he he got to eat pizza with me while we were live. How did it, yeah, I mean, anyways, that, that's awesome. I just stalked That's him. awesome. Okay, you stalked him. You got it. Um, that, that's amazing. So you, like, because I, I saw the picture. Let me see if I can. I took some screenshots of it. You were like, you went live for students. This was Tech Talk with Rich, right? Was that Te- what it, was? it was Tech it was Talk after our- hours. It was kind of like the most risque version of Tech Talk. I wore a sports <laughs> yeah, coat so- and smoked a pipe. That's how yes. classy. I was classy AF, classy autofocus that night. <laughs> Classic. Hey, so so give us context though. What is Tech Talk with Rich? Tech Talk, we me and David, David owns this thing called David Molnar, your photography mentor. And part of that is this thing called the photo mentorship. And the photo mentorship is kind of like the Netflix for photography learning, where you can ask unlimited questions, get unlimited answers, ask me, ask David, ask real photographers real questions. And mm-hmm. like each of us have our own segment. Like David's segment is Lightroom with David. Um, Brandon Chesbro, amazing photographers, basics with Brandon. Emily, who was on last week, has a show called Edit with Emily, where she'll show students how to edit their photos using the students' photos. And yep. mine is called Tech Talk with Rich, where we just 
I mean, I like there were 650 comments when I wrapped my mm. live that night, and I just went live and answered as many questions as I could in 45 minutes. And it it's great. Like customer service likes it because if you ask me, what's the difference between servo and one shot and all these things, like I can answer that like this with a visual mm -hmm. better than like typing right. in an email. So right. it, it's been really fun. And I just bought, I bought one of my, one of the guy's pizza. There's me pouring Here's, wine. That's me pouring wine from a sippy cup into a wine glass. Uh, and then, and then let me see if I can find, there's you smoking a, a pipe. A pipe. I did. That was the first <laughs> time I've ever smoked in my office, by the way. I had a candle. Had, it was romantic. I know. I, I know. You saw, <laughs> you had a candle, you had pizza and a wine glass. I like, when I saw you light the pipe, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope you have a window open or something. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, we got I to sang, have a drink with Rich. I sang, it was John, so it was John, John, I saw John hopped on and I sang happy birthday to John Price. Oh, nice. Nice. That's yeah. hilarious. So oh, you got to see me sing. I played guitar. It was like. I might, I might have been a little tipsy. I don't know what happened, but I was full showman that day. <laughs> so typically we go live at like, you know, during the day, like, but yeah. you wanted to do it on a Friday night, like when other people could like, you know, yeah, because I mean, like, like, like where the guy who won the pizza, it was five o'clock his time and he lives mm. in California. So it was kind of mm -hmm. cool and it worked out and he was like, dude, my wife had, my wife was like so confused, but like was so like pumped. Did you I, tell I got, him that you sent the pizza? Like, I don't, I don't understand how that worked. I coordinated, you just coordinated picked it. We coordinated it. Okay. You coordinated yeah. it. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome. So I want to make sure so you're funny. Home. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's so funny. But we gave away gummy um, bears. People are loving your gummy bears. Do you have any close to you? No. You ate them all at, at, when you were no, at my no, office. No, no. Nathan <laughs> ate them all. Nathan we're huge gummy all, bear yeah. fans. And we've been giving yep. these away semi-regularly. And, like, people are freaking out. Like we need an affiliate link with Black Forest because people love people love this more than winning a, um, like a, a Seagate hard drive. They're like, yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone loves sugar. It's awesome, man. Um, Alexandria asks, can we go back and find that episode, Rich? You can if you're a member of the Photo Mentorship. We have all the episodes archived. Yeah. Um. So for sure. Or um, you can just you search by to... most popular. If you go to if you go within the Photo Mentorship and just search by most popular, it'll usually be like me, Crystal, and then David. It's usually how it's been yeah. working. Yeah. <laughs> you, Crystal, Brandon, Emily, and then David at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so hey, let's talk about workflow. Let's let's do it. Well, um, what is what is workflow? I think it's something very clear we need to say. Very like workflow isn't just how you edit your photos. Like, what is workflow to you, David? Um workflow for me is is uh well, I mean, if you're if you're really if you're taking workflow like in the whole process of working with a client, then it's it's all the interactions, it's all the emails, it's all the uh, points of contact with a client or prospect, and then it's the way that you shoot on the day of, and then it's the way that you edit and deliver your images. It can backup. it can do with contracts, backup, um, the whole process, you know. And if you're if you're printing prints or doing albums. However, you're delivering it. All of that could be under really the the um, the umbrella of workflow. So, um, if we're talking about the pre-photo shoot part of the workflow, there's amazing services out there like ShootFlow or um, ShootQ and like things that you can do for the um, you know like for the process or the flow of booking a client. Yeah, like right? the schedule aspect. Song. Yeah. Yeah, the scheduling aspect of it. Um, and then there's the part of shooting on the day of, which is how you shoot the images. Like, for instance, if you're shooting an automatic mode or auto white balance, um, this is why I don't shoot an auto white balance. I pick one consistent white balance. And I, I shoot in manual mode, so it's one specific setting per setup or per lighting uh, per lighting scenario. So that way my camera's not oscillating back and forth between too blue or too orange or too yellow, you know, whatever it is. Um, and also too bright and too dark and, you know, low contrast, whatever it is. Because when you shoot in consistent settings, it allows you to edit um, a lot more smoothly when you apply things like presets, mm -hmm. um, whether it's Rich's favorite portrait presets or my favorite portrait presets or our close-up, whatever it is, because we have tons of presets inside the photo mentorship that you guys can get and edit your photos in one click. If you don't shoot in a consistent way, then you know your camera can be oscillating all over the place and your editing can be a nightmare if you haven't shot in a consistent way. Mm. Anyways, that's a little bit of foreshadowing to some of the stuff that we're gonna be talking about, but let's kind of go back before pre-shoot stuff. What do you do and what does workflow mean for you from a pre-shoot 
perspective. Like when you have a, um, let's say a wedding or a portrait client, you choose what you want to talk about. I'll do portrait. Let's go with portrait. <clears throat> well, so here's the thing too. And what might be fun too later is because you talked about it and you could pre-set up is maybe have some presets to show like, look how quick my workflow can be. Snap, snap, I'm edited. Mm. Um, you mm-hmm. can just download mine, of course. Um, so first thing that comes to mind when I talk and think workflow is my workflow starts when the work process starts. So part of my workflow is that branding, niching down, that experience of working with me and selling that that we talked about over the last couple of weeks. And if you haven't listened to those, listen back like four weeks, we talked about finding ideal clients, rejecting the wrong clients. That's all part of like the preamble to a workflow in my mind. That's why this episode's so perfect. But when an, a client sends me an email or a text or an Instagram message or a Facebook message, my workflow really starts on my response to them. And I think you guys would be amazed at how successful you guys can be by just answering phone calls and answering emails in a timely manner. Because as creatives or sevens or people that don't give context, it's very unnatural for us to respond in a timely fashion. So that's one thing that I've done my entire business career is I answer phone calls, I call back, and I have follow through because that is one of the most important things when you're converting people from leads to money, from leads to clients, and that is huge. So my first part of my workflow is just answering back that email so that we can get a conversation started. And I read an article, man, probably five years ago that said, stop sending your clients books. So if I have a client that want to books me, I just respond to them with like a sentence or two and I ask them a question. I end on a question so that they have to answer me back and I almost treat the conversation like a text message. And that is better because if I send her a page, it takes her three days to interpret, three days to respond, and then she sends me a page and it takes me three days to interpret, three days to respond. But if I send her quick little messages, in a lot shorter of time, we can get things done. So that's like the first overarching thing. Communicate concisely and clearly and just get the conversation going. I must end all of my emails to my clients with a question. Like, yes, I would love to do your shoot on August 7th. What is the address of your rental? Question mark. Just so they have to keep the conversation going. And that's been hugely successful for my business um, with shooting portraits is just answer the phone and call people back. Like, it's amazing how something so simple and like so aha can really change your business. What do you think, David? Yeah, I think that's so important. You know, it's interesting. <clears throat> One of the contexts like around, so Tammy and I moved uh, to Florida, to the Panhandle of Florida, a little less than a year ago. So we're slowly becoming uh, locals. Floridians, yeah. We're loving it, though. It's, it's, been, it's been wonderful. It's okay. Um, but one of the things that's interesting around here, and I would imagine is similar on the Outer Banks, or at least it was, it used to be, is that people are on beach time, you know? And mm. it's different. It's different than what it was like in Nashville, you know? Um, and I just got very used to that. Like, people, like, you know, they say they're going to be there, and they're there, because otherwise they won't have a business. There's more options. Well, on beach time, they have, like, too much work that they can handle because it's a small town, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll get there. Like, like for instance, we were going to um, have – we have a, a porch that we wanted to get screened in um, at our house, and we've been trying to get someone to screen in our porch for months, literally months. And, and it's like people are like, yeah, yeah, I'll show up, and then, like – and they're like – they're like, yeah, like I can, I can stop by next week. And then it's like next week goes by. Like they didn't set a time. They just said like next week. And then all of a sudden, like it's been a week or two. And we're like, hey, like, oh, I stopped doing screen in porches. I'm like, what? <laughs> like you didn't like, uh, yeah, you know, it's stuff like that that happens. And then it's like the, apparently it was really funny this morning. I text my wife like, how are you doing? She's like, well, the, um, the, you know, the people that said they'd stop by last week and give us a quote for the screen in porch. Well, they're screening it in today. Like they didn't tell me they were coming. And it was like they just showed up to like do the work, and we're like, uh, you know, like, is but they that said upstairs they, too. 
Yeah, it's upstairs. Yeah, well, so they only, they anyway, only have to go through your bedroom. They didn't need to tell you. Yeah, I know. It's like it's the it's like the there's a little porch off our bedroom. Anyways, it's just kind of funny. I was like, well, that's funny. Did they let you know? Like, the, she's like, yeah, they called me at seven a.m. to say they're coming to do it today. Like, we hadn't even got a quote from them yet. So anyway, it's just funny. It's like if you can actually just do this simple business follow up and like communicate clearly, then you, it's amazing how you'll be miles above your, your competition. competition. Mm. You know, and, and around here, unfortunately, um, like a lot of the people are just on this beach time casual thing where it's like when you're, when you're used to like a city that has like options where people like know that they have options, they're like, that's a bad communicator. Like I'm not, they're not good at business or whatever it is. But around here, unfortunately, you're like, you're just trying to beg people to like pay the money to do certain things. You're like, I will pay you money to do this thing. Like, can you just follow through? Just so if, Rich, if, if you're, if you're like immediately like communicative and um, you know, and like in being proactive and like staying on top of it and communicating your details, it's amazing um, how much you'll stand out and above your competition as an artist or as a photographer. Because typically, photographers are not known to do that. You know what I mean? Amen. So yeah, I mean, I don't absolutely. know what you're talking about, but yes. It's like step eighth, two. Eighth eighth Look at you. Straw. Eighth paper straw I've had to put in this. In this My, no, it's kind of like pulp. Some people like their orange juice without pulp. Some people like their. So that just kind of turns into pulp in your coffee. It's it's fiber. It's good for you. Gosh, paper straws, um, like genius, genius idea. No but comment, why, sir. Why, I just I why drink use out of one cup. when you can? Why we use one when you can use three straws? Um. Anyways, but my friend, my friend actually has last straw and it's like a metal straw. What's cool about it is like, it's the last straw you need, but what's bad about it is you have to clean it. But anyways, um, you know, anyways, it's, I'm going to wait five years and I'm going to invent these straws that are disposable. They're out of plastic or something. (laughs) Have you had rice straws? That's been like the best alternative I found. Have you seen those? Mm -mm. So it's there. It's like, you have to be careful not to break it because if it breaks, you're done. But it's actually like rice, and it feels like a regular straw, maybe a touch thinner. Mm. And it's like made out of like it's 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 pretty. That's my favorite plastic alternative. But the worst okay. is coffee shops that put a plastic cup on you, and you're like drinking out of a sippy cup. Ugh, I can't drink cold coffee out of a sippy cup for some reason. My mind can't handle it. End of rant. Okay. Part number two yeah. about workflow. I think an important part of workflow that a lot of people also kind of breeze over is like what does your workflow look like on the day of your shoot if you don't Mm. have a good flow while you're shooting you're gonna seem like you don't know what you're doing because you're not confident in what you're doing so when I show up to a shoot whether it's tonight tomorrow night or the next night whether it's a four-person shoot a two-person shoot or a 20-person shoot my flow is pretty much the same like if you guys came and shadowed me any of the next three nights, by the second night, you would hear some of the same jokes. You would predict where I'm going to go next. Like, okay, Rich always kind of starts next to the dune and then goes next to the water, or he always starts in the middle of the field and then goes towards the shade. So it's interesting how a lot of photographers just kind of show up unprepared mentally, and that makes them feel like really, really, like I hate to use the word amateurish, but if you don't seem confident, and are confident while you're taking pictures, you're going to seem like you're just like Susie next door who bought a camera and doesn't know what she's doing. So a huge part is having good workflow on the day of. Know what you're going to shoot and know what you want to shoot before you even show up. Because, man, there's no better feeling than knocking it out of the park when you're like, I know you booked me for an hour, but I just did it in 20 minutes. Like, at that point, everything else is extra time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally right. Well, I, I want I want to show you guys a little demonstration real quick for those of you guys who are watching and not listening. And if you if you are listening to this podcast later, you can go back and watch the video on uh, davidmullen.com forward slash twenty two. Twenty right? Twenty two. I said twenty one. Twenty. Yeah, twenty two. Yeah, last week was twenty one. Uh, forward slash zero two two. Right? Zero two two. Correct. Um, correct. davidmullen.com forward slash zero two two. Um, okay, so when you shoot in manual mode, which is the thing we teach in that course called Master Your Camera, which you guys can all get access to if you're members of the photo mentorship. Okay, you get unlimited access to all of our courses. Doesn't matter which course we have. If it's a course on um, photography, uh, 
then you get access to it. If you are a photo mentorship member, you can check that out at the photo mentorship.com. So the photo mentorship.com. So your master, your camera class. What if I have a Nikon? I think you got something on your, I think you got something on your, there you go. There you go. You good. Nikon. Like you're, if, if, I, if I'm shooting on a Nikon, I know you're a Canon shooter, but if you're with your master of the camera class, will it, will it matter if I shoot Nikon? It will not matter because I filmed the course from three different camera perspectives. Sony, <clears throat> like this one. Sony, uh, Nikon. I don't have a Nikon sitting on my desk. It's over there somewhere. Uh, Nikon and Canon. <clears throat> So basically, if you're a Sony user, you can watch all the lessons from a Sony perspective. If you're a Canon user, Canon, Nikon, Nikon. And so basically, you can watch the course. Watch me demonstrate an over-the-shoulder, step-by-step, how to use your camera um, from, you know, from the camera brand with a camera that looks just like yours so that the buttons make sense to you. But in that course, I teach you not only how your camera works, but how to take manual control of your core, of your camera um, so that you can take the images that you see in your head and so that you quit the photography guessing game. So what that means is instead of you been changing your settings constantly to try to like uh, figure it out, you can dial in your settings right away and then shoot very consistently throughout the photo shoot, meaning the lighting doesn't change or the settings don't change or the white balance, which is the colors, the reds and the greens and the yellows and the blues don't change, they stay consistent, okay? And so the beautiful thing is when it stays consistent, then it makes the editing process so much easier, especially if you have Lightroom presets, okay? So when you shoot manual mode, the lighting, the brightness, the color will stay consistent to whatever you set it on because it's not gonna be changing. Your camera, if you put it in automatic mode, will be guessing and it'll constantly be shifting you know, all of the things, all the settings. It'll be shifting the ISO, the aperture, and the shutter speed, and the white balance all the time. Mm. Okay? The camera so meaning, does not know what you want. The camera has no, no idea and, what your brain wants. And they're getting a little bit better about not being so shifty, but a lot of times in automatic mode, and it's like, you shoot right here, the image will look like a certain way. You twist the camera a little teeny bit and shoot this direction, and the settings are completely whack. It's recalculated again. It's getting an average of this angle and an average of this angle for light and color, and it will produce, like Rich Coleman always says, an average picture. An average is not the goal, okay? You want to be at least a B image, like above average. Just above kidding. average, um, A, B. Above average. No, you want to be A plus, obviously. And the way you get A plus images is by learning how to master your camera, learning how to take manual control and shoot consistent images. Now here's the problem when you shoot consistent images. You're like, wait, why would there be a problem? The problem is, is that as amazing as our cameras are, they can't see the detail that you and I see with our God-given eyes, okay? God designed these suckers to be like incredible. We can see how many stops of their eyes? Did you say nine stops? Over 11, over 11. 11. We have a log on it. Oh, stop it. Um, Oh, F, stop it. Just kidding. F stops, get it? Um, So what that means is that we can see all the brights above the horizon, the clouds, the details, like the highlights up there. And then we can also see all the shadows and the darker areas or the subtle mid-tones beneath the horizon. And we can average them all together and not in an average way, we can actually composite them all together and see the details and the white puffy clouds like I'm looking at right now and then the shadows beneath the trees like I'm looking at over here. We can see them all at the same time. Our cameras can't do that natively. Okay, so what that means is when you have real brights and real darks in your image, your camera is like, oh, pick one. Uh, maybe. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, and it'll try <laughs> to average it out. That's what your automatic mode does. It tries to average it out, and then your whole image just looks blah. Well, okay? to, and you said a really good analogy that I liked earlier. I think it, like, it, your camera says, here's a D. A D is going to give you a passing grade but it's not gonna be anywhere close to the best grade in the class. Like, yes, it's gonna get you something and you can tell what the moment was, but it, mm-hmm. it almost never is gonna be A+. You're like, you're hovering in like C and D category. Like, you're gonna pass, you're gonna pass, you're gonna get that memory, but it's not gonna be what you want. I, I kinda liked that. Yeah, appreciate that, man. I see what you did there. You're so smart. It was delicious. Ooh, bum, David bum. Moore. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So anyways, uh, 
Where is I going with all that? I don't know. Something about D. Consistent. Shooting consistently. Okay. Shooting consistently is amazing because you get the images that you're intending to take with your camera. However, your cameras can't see the same details that we see with our God-given eyes because we can see 11 stops of light, meaning super bright and 11 variations below that to work to super dark and we can kind of like composite all that information together to make up one beautiful image because your cameras are not as amazing as god is at creating our eyes okay we need to edit to recreate the emotion that we feel or felt while we're shooting that image how many of you guys have photographed an image and it didn't it did ju- did no justice compared to what you you saw and felt with your own eyes how many of you guys have experienced that Okay, you did everything right with your camera. You shot manual mode or whatever it was. You pointed the camera, even if it was an automatic mode, and it just, the image paled in comparison to what you saw and felt, right? Um, I know so many of you guys have experienced that. Uh, Laura's saying definitely. I mean, and that's, that's basically like a limitation that we have on our cameras. They just can't see the same amount of details. So the reason we edit is to be able to recreate that emotion that we felt when we were viewing the scene with our own eyes. Okay, so the way that you take world-class amazing images is get the exposure that you intend in the camera, shoot consistently in manual mode, but understanding those limitations, which are the things we teach in the Master Your Camera course and the Lightroom 101 course and the 201 course and all of our other courses, right, that you guys get all included inside the photomentorship.com if you guys are photo mentorship members, okay? Um, understanding those limitations can help you shoot with the end in mind so that when you're editing your photos and you're shot in a consistent way, you can edit your photos to recreate that emotion inside of Lightroom and come up with amazing edits on all of your images. Okay, let me show you an example. Like that, bam, okay? Let me show you an example. I shot um, some photos of Brandon Chesborough, who Brandon Chesborough is uh, one of our mentors. It's this this stud on the left uh, of this image. And he's he's the lady's favorite. Everybody in our company even, they're like, oh, he's so cute. He's like Brad Pitt, but cuter. He's like Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, um, (laughs) here's you you can see that all these images were shot very similarly, right? Um, And uh, all all these images over here were shot very similarly. The light is like basically the same in all these images. Okay, so here's the thing: if I wanted to edit this image, I could go through a bunch of different changes. It's not it's it's not a bad image, right? Like here, I'm making I'm clicking reset, making sure, but. With presets in Lightroom, I can, be, I can just find a preset that I like, bam, that's awesome. So here's where it was before. Here's the current state. So in one click, I can edit that. All I did was click on David's favorite portrait, normal, like the very first one. Now there's all these different variations that I could go through and see if I could find one that I like. Like that one's pretty good. Uh, backlit one, here's where we are, here's where we are now. Let's see if we like this one versus this one better. Um, yeah. One click, and you can still, after you click it, you can still edit everything. So even though he's right. clicking that's the amazing it. Thing about, that's the amazing thing about portraits. If I'm like, oh, this one's still too uh, green, I can add a little teeny bit of red to the image, like right here, okay? You can make it super red, Command-Z to undo that. And then here's where we were before, I'm pushing that backslash key. Um, here's where we were before. Okay, so now, so here's the image. And here's the cool thing, because all these other images were shot in the exact same way, right? I can take this image, and I can synchronize, I can hold down my shift key, click a bunch of images and click this sync button, synchronize. And then now because I've shot all these the same way, now all these other images are now edited. Okay, the exact same way. Look at In that the one. same Love style. It. Interesting. Yeah, the same style, look at that. And that's because I've shot, now look at these images from here to let's say here, these are all the same pretty much. I can, I can synchronize this again because I've shot in automatic, sorry, not automatic mode, because I've shot in manual <laughs> mode, gotten my exposure ex- exactly um, dialed in, and then kept on shooting the entire setup with the same settings, I can edit with the same settings and synchronize all these images, and then look, all these images are now edited. Now, if I feel like some of these images need a little teeny bit of a bump or something, no problem, they've changed the settings, and I can just tweak that a little teeny bit, okay? And, um, and I can, you know, Basically, within one click, I edited the image, and then I can synchronize all these images to look, you know, very similar. So, love this image. This is awesome. Right here. Amazing. Here's before. Here's the current state, you know? So, when you shoot consistently in manual mode and get the right exposure, get the right white balance, 
you know, and then dial it in and keep on shooting that same dialed in settings in manual mode because you've taken manual control of it and you shoot in a consistent way for the rest of that lighting scenario, then you can do a one-click edit like a preset or make a do a one-click edit with a, one of our presets, make a couple changes, and then synchronize 100 images that were all shot in the same lighting scenario with your same settings. That's an example of a beautiful workflow, okay? Mm. And when so much faster than the other way, too. So much faster. Can you imagine if the, the, if the light was so different or if my settings were different and all these different things and the white balance was different? If it was oscillating and dancing around, I would have to edit all those images individually. That's the beautiful thing about it. Shoot manual mode, because then you'll shoot consistently once you dial it in. And then once you edit, you can like edit in a click and then synchronize. It's so fast. This is an example of a powerful workflow. And when you're shooting tons and tons of clients or tons of sessions or weddings or portrait sessions or whatever it is, you need to develop a powerful, consistent, smooth, professional, awesome, efficient workflow. Efficient. Bam. Now here's the what thing about rich? workflow. People people will ask like, why is that important? Like I do things on my own time. Here's the deal. Let's say you get paid $100 an hour. If you spend your time going back and forth on email, taking forever to edit, driving to there, by the time you figure it out, you're actually only making like a dollar an hour if you take 30 hours to edit. Like the more time you spend being inefficient is the less you're worth per hour. I don't care if you bill $1,000 an hour. If it takes you, you know, three, four full days of editing, like that's ridiculous. The more efficient yeah. you are, the more valuable you are, and the more you'll have time to hang out with your family or do things that you love. I mean, unless you mm. like really, really love tweaking and micro editing pictures. So if you go back and listen to podcast episode where we teach you how to edit, that's where we dive into cull, like culling the process of selection and how to edit. Um, but all of this is very huge when it comes to our workflow. But I think it's time, David, and I love this because I think we might disagree, and I love disagreeing with you. What is your after the fact? I disagree. I don't love it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you shot, you, you've, you've emailed, you've shot consistently, you've edited using presets in a very systematic, efficient way. You're done with the shoot. You just finished exporting in Lightroom. What is your workflow? Like, how do you wrap up this thing we call workflow? Well, it depends on what type of clients you're talking about. Do you have an example of a client you're talking about? Um, Rich Coleman Dudoir. So, but I mean, do you mean do you mean like no, a portrait kidding. session or well, like, a wedding let's, let's session? Sti- let's or stick, a let's stick with shoot? portrait. Let's stick with portrait because that's kind of how we've been talking today. How do you do it with portraits? I'm going to ask you that question. All right. How, how would you do it with a family portrait session? Family portrait session. Um, I nervously hand my cards to David Molinar because he wants to edit the photos. No. Um, so I finish. I do all the things we've talked about to this point. My workflow is done. I finish editing my last picture. I export and rename my images. I save those finished JPEG images with the RAWs on a separate hard drive. So they're now in two locations. So they're on my RAID system, which is a backup, and then they're on a little teeny passport drive. And then I put them on another, because I'm a nerd, I put them on another passport drive and I put it in the glove box of my car so that I Mm. always have them with me. So if my house burns down, I still have all my pictures in my car like so I can edit them or whatever I need to do. And they're also going to my online storage. So I have them in three physical locations and the cloud. So before I can go to bed at night, I have those clients' pictures backed up four times. And because I'm efficient in the way I do it, it doesn't take that much time. It takes maybe 10 minutes. The cloud happens overnight, so I'm not waiting for that, but that's just happening. And then I let my clients, I give my clients a link to the gallery. So I finish editing. I back up way too many times because I'm afraid and I don't want to be sued for a million dollars. And then as they're uploading to the cloud, as soon as that's finished, I give my clients a gallery to where they can purchase and download pictures. So that's step one of my download process for portrait clients. Yeah, that's awesome. Is that kind of how you I, are? 
Yeah, I think that's great. I thought you were even talking about specifically like what software or something like that you're doing using to deliver the client or deliver to the clients. And I was like, well, what are you using, you know, at the moment? Well, but hey, like, I wanted to I've, I've honestly kind of oh, used sorry. a lot. Like, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Like I've, I've tried different backup systems and th- different delivery systems. And I, I've tried so many that it, there's no wrong or right answer. It's hmm. what system works best for your workflow. Because I can't tell you what to buy unless I make it and I know that it's perfect, you know? So that, that's like the big issue is like, hmm. like me and David said earlier, I'll never recommend a backpack that I don't use that I've never pelled or held just because they gave me a promo code or a discount or a free bag. Like B and H will send me stuff and I'm like, this backpack's a three out of five stars. Like, I'm going to be honest with you guys because I don't want to get the reputation of like just people pleasers or brand ambassadors. Me and David are giving you real answers to real problems. So when it comes to workflow, like I've used pass, I've used all kinds of different things. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. Hey, I want to address something. Uh, Josie had asked a question a little while ago. I can't remember what your white balance is usually set on David. Um, and, and then actually Kimberly, uh, Sangster, Kimberly strength Sangster. That's a cool, it's a cool middle name or name or whatever it is. David shoots in white balance flash, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Yeah. I actually leave my white balance. Let's see if I have a battery in here. Um, I leave my white balance on flash. You can see it maybe. Yeah, it's there. You can't see it in there. It's, in, it's there. I leave yeah. it on flash pretty much all the time. And um, that's what I do. I'm not saying y'all have to do. But what I what I don't like is I don't like auto white balance. Now, I think it has gotten better over the years, but I kind of like, you know, I'm stubborn from 10 years ago when I was using auto white balance and it would like oscillate between like, you know, an yeah, image though, is too blue. red, an image too, yeah, yeah. It would just kind of go all over the place. For the same reason I don't like shooting in automatic mode, I want to take the guessing out of the equation. Here's the cool thing. If you're shooting in raw, okay, it's actually a big part of the workflow. It does make your workflow it gives you more options in your workflow, but it does make your workflow a little bit more intensive shooting in RAW. But as a professional photographer, I never shoot in JPEG anymore. I always, I should say, I always shoot in RAW unless you're shooting a backup of JPEG. Shoot in RAW. If you are taking photography even semi-seriously, today's the day you switch your camera to RAW. Unprocessed okay. data, it's going to save your life eventually. It's like having insurance yeah. for free. Like, please shoot in raw. <clears throat> shoot in raw. And then, and also, and you process those raw photos in Lightroom. So real quick, what's the difference between raw and JPEG? It's two different file form- formats. JPEG is kind of like, um, is the universal file format. When you text an image, when you take an image on your phone, when you email an image, they're all going to be JPEGs, okay? If you're seeing an image on Facebook, it's a JPEG image, okay? A raw file is a um, an, an image file that, at least it used to be only applications like Photoshop and Lightroom and Capture One and a few others would actually even be able to show you that image because it's like a larger data, um, huge. It's a larger amount of data. Like it takes up more megabytes of space on your computer because it's storing more raw data and it gives you more options when you're editing. Okay, it gives you more options. But here's the cool thing: the white balance specifically in raw images is not set in stone regardless of how you set it, okay? So the exposure is different. The exposure, whether you're taking uh, the exposure with a raw image or a JPEG or whatever, you are saying, I'm gonna take this image at this exposure. With white balance, it's not the exact same. You have the whole spectrum of left and right. When you're shooting raw images, you can just completely change the white balance settings in Lightroom uh, without being destructive to your image if you're shooting raw. If you're shooting a JPEG, then you don't have that full spectrum of white balance. You are destroying or degrading yes. the image when you edit it. If you're editing so anyways, a raw file, it's, not, it's deconstructive. Like you're not hurting the image. If you're editing a JPEG, you're hurting the quality of non-destruct- the image. It's non-destructive. non-destructive. The, yes. Non-destructive. Yeah. I was trying to be clear um, and made it way worse. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll get it. Uh, yeah, when you're editing a raw photo, you're editing in, in, in non-destructive ways, meaning you can always revert back to its original state. With a JPEG, um, it's not so clear and easy. There are softwares that kind of remember where your JPEG started, but basically 
what it has been historically is when you're editing a JPEG, you're destroying or degrading the image and you can never get back to the original image if you save it and leave like Photoshop or something like that, okay? So when you shoot in RAW, you always have the original thing and all you're doing is essentially like uh, changing some settings and putting over like, you're putting on a set of clothes or outfits over top of the RAW, but the the, the, the body underneath stays intact. It's not changing. Perfect. By just putting like makeup the, just on like the underneath face, that white blue V-neck, it's still a perfect body underneath. That's right. Putting on makeup or putting on a shirt doesn't change your actual physiology. It just changes your physical appearance for the moment, but it can be taken away. When you're editing a raw image, you're just putting on makeup or putting on clothing. And you can change the clothing or the makeup whenever you want. The person, the human's physical body is the same underneath. Okay? So when you're putting on makeup, it's non-destructive. You're not permanently changing the face. It's the same thing with a raw image. Okay? So... I shoot in white balance flash because I want it to be consistent throughout, okay? So for instance, if I, all these images that I shot of Brandon Chesbro's family in Alice Beach a couple weeks ago, I shot them all at one consistent setting. And so when I edit them, I don't have to worry about the greens and the reds and the yellows and the blues up here being all whack for each image. Because if you're shooting in automatic mode, this image could look like this, okay? And then this image over here could look like, you know, look like super green, you know what I mean? Like auto white balance can literally oscillate back and forth. Now it's gotten better over the years, but in my experience in the past, it was like really frustrating. So that's why I shoot at one consistent setting because I know that I can change the white balance later. And if it's at one consistent setting, then I know that all I have to do is edit one image to make it look good, and then I can synchronize all the other images to be the same. And now all these other images are edited the exact same way because the white balance was consistent, okay? Hey, we should give away a backpack. What do you think? I think we should. Let me see if the team has ran it through the random computer generation system. Yep. Hey, so by the way, I want you guys, if y'all are not in the photo mentorship, go check out thephotomentorship.com. Please go check it out. Join, our, join, us on, um, join us inside TPM, which is the photo mentorship. All right, and you get to stream unlimited access to all of our courses. You, we go live, uh, we're going live three times this week. For we're the going live three more times. We're going, yeah. Three more times, three more times. Yeah. But that's exclusively for TPM members. So if you're just listening to the podcast and you're not a TPM member, you do not get access to those exclusive trainings. On Wednesday, we're doing a live photography iPhone photography bootcamp. On Thursday, we're doing Basics with Brandon, I think. Basics with Brandon, that beautiful man you just had on your computer. Exactly. And then on Wednesday, sorry, on Friday, is it Edit with Emily, I believe? Edit with Emily, yep. Edit with Emily, okay, where she'll actually edit the I images almost, and show you I almost out. accidentally went live in the big page on Friday. And mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I should have. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not <laughs> because I'm smoking and drinking on the air. Maybe I shouldn't do that. I know. You're, yeah, totally representing your brand <laughs> in a bad way. It's very inconsistent with, just kidding. I, just for the record, I do like cigars. My wife hates them. Uh, I don't smoke cigarettes. I've never smoked cigarettes. No offense to anyone who has. I've never, actually, I've never smoked marijuana. I've never smoked cigarettes. I've never smoked anything except for a cigar. And I did have a pipe with pipe tobacco one time, um, which was nice. Our next, um, our but, next workshop anyway. meet and greet is going to be in Colorado, so we can get you some weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think California now, right? I mean... I'm pretty yeah, sure that's is. an essential business in California at the moment. Churches aren't, but but weed, you can buy weed and alcohol, like no problem. No problem. Ooh. Anyways. Um, I'm sweating. Also, don't go to the beach. Better go to Walmart. Go to Walmart. What are you doing at the beach? Just kidding. Um, all right. So we love you guys. We're going to give away a backpack right now. I got it. Backpack. And we have a winner. I don't know what the winner's name is, but you let me know. I'll, I will do this for you. And the winner of a backpack is Linda Crease C-Rise. Crease, I guess it's L-Y-D-I-A. Lydia. I said Linda. Dyslexia. Lydia Crease. <laughs> All right. Nice. Lydia Crease. You want a backpack. You have, you have one a backpack. We'll, we'll be in touch with you, and we'll make sure. We have a bunch of, of uh, different colors to choose from. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Uh, you, did you, have you seen how many comments are coming in? Like, how come my stuff doesn't have Rich's face on it? Have you have you seen uh, any of those? I almost started putting them in there. This is the uh, you you le- you left some you left some stickers in our guest room. There I did that go. on purpose. Some of those stickers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is um this good. is the giveaway for the monthly challenge. That's mm-hmm. what this is. This is an iPhone printer. It's pretty cool. 
Like, so you can print straight from your iPhone to this thing, and it makes like a almost like a Polaroid picture. It's pretty sick. That's another giveaway exclusively in the photo mentorship, and it has my face on it. So awesome. Just makes it I didn't worth even know more. Gonna, I didn't even know you are giving that away. Y'all are just, you know, spending money all the time buying people pizza, <laughs> buying hey, people bro. iPhone printers. I was told That's to keep awesome. it under $2,000 a week. I can do that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Just, buy, just buy Canon R's for everyone. Hey, we do need to do a Canon R giveaway, like really soon. Don't you think? R5? Yeah, that's what I meant. I can't an R5. We need to give away an R5. Let's do a bit. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. I mean, let's I want to hold, I wanna hold it. I need to touch one. I think, I I think Izzy might have heard me live on the podcast say that I was going to steal it. I was like, yeah, they're mm. going to mail me one. I'm just not going to give it back. And maybe that's why he hasn't mm. mailed me ours yet. Mm. Mm. Yep, that's awesome. Your criminal friend, well, Rich. I know, criminal friend, Rich. For those of you guys who don't know, Rich is a criminal past. Go back and listen to episode three of the podcast. David Malone at Comfort slash 003. Three C on the podcast. Yep. C. Not C, but as in never mind. All right. Um, we love you guys. Have a fantastic day. Check out the photomentorship.com and stream unlimited access to all of our courses. Attend our live trainings uh three, sometimes four times a week inside the photo mentorship. Download presets. You get five preset credits just for just for signing up. Yeah, and that's ten, that's 10 per preset. So you're actually getting 50 presets, 51 click yeah, edits. Absolutely. I'm going to actually take a look at the presets club here real quick. Here's the presets club right down here. And you get all sorts of, this is when you're logged in as a logged in user, you can log into the presets club. And we've got all these different preset packs. We've got 76 Lightroom preset packs, five Photoshop Ooh. overlays, and we're building some more. Um, but look, close up portrait, fireworks collection, land of the free, outdoor maternity, snowy mountain, You've got autumn leaves, um, overlays, creative tone curves, kindred spirits, vintage paradise, outside portrait collection, all this stuff, sun flare. Maternity, um, seniors, drone, so many. So many. So many. Not the drone um, so on about how many presets we have. Well done. But anyways, you can download, you'll get five of these preset packs just for signing up to be a member of the photo mentorship. Stream unlimited courses. Um, by the way, here's here's a... Uh, Here's a bunch of our courses right here. If you go to the courses section, look at these. Photoshop retouching 201, Photoshop 101, quarantine. Uh, here's, let me see if I can find that course. Where's Master Camera? Here's the Master Your Camera course that I was talking about. Master Camera, here's Lightroom Classic 101. And we've got studio lighting, landscape photography. We've got all these amazing different courses at the moment. And then very soon, next month, right, Rich? In, next uh, month. In, in 11 days. In eleven days, Rich will be releasing. What are we call? What, what is it? What is Speed it actually Speedlight. Speedlight one hundred and one. Speedlight one hundred and one. Teaching you how to use speedlights. I have so many speedlights; it's ridiculous. And we filmed the Speedlight two hundred and one course too, which I'm really excited about. But I don't we know did. if that'll be out next month. Next month. No, and that's uh, where we'll you take we'll it. We'll figure that out. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's it was pretty fun. I was nervous, but I get, I did it. Oh, you now did I awesome! To, now I just have to make two courses a month for the rest of my. Um, David Molnar. <laughs> Taking a, making a course is so much work, and we have like twenty six or seven courses currently available, uh, and then I think six or seven more in the works at the moment. Um, so there are massive feats to to create because we you know we hold them we hold uh, us to such high standards trying to create the best oh, content. Possible I mean, for it's you crazy. So if you if you have one of these or don't have one of these, at the end of the course, you know exactly how to use it perfectly the correct way. Mm. So it's Absolutely. not like it's, it's pretty, it was pretty cool to learn how to teach in a way. Cause like somebody that doesn't know how to use their camera at all, at all has a camera gifted to them. Doesn't even know what the buttons do. They can watch your master, your camera course. And at the mm-hmm. end of it, know how to use that camera, just like a professional, hmm. like what yeah. an amazing, like it, it's almost like it's a daunting task to teach like that. But like, that's a, I mean, man, to get behind that promise that David Monar gives you it was a uh, quite quite nerve-wracking <laughs> well it was fun it was fun to have you here i got to i got to help film that course and just yell at me cursing me the whole time li- listen listen to your geniusness the entire time it was so much fun uh, but you did hey just want to say this all right and this is not me blowing smoke uh rich is an amazing teacher and i was super proud like i was so stoked after we filmed just day one of the speedlight 101 course and then when we when we were on day three we finished the speedlight 
finished most of the Speedlight 201 course. I know you're going to film a couple extra things like in your office there or somewhere on there. But I was just so proud to have Rich on our team making content for us. It just, it's just awesome to be able to have like world-class photographers come together um, that have specialties in other areas. Like uh, Brandon Chesbro is making a pet photography course. He's already made Wildlife Photography 101 and now Wildlife Photography 2.0. He filmed the whole thing in Yellowstone. He's made a family portrait course and he's, uh, he's filming the pet photography course. Those are things that I'm not an expert at. I'm not an expert at wildlife photography. You know, I'm not an expert at speedlight photography, whereas Rich has done so many amazing uh, you know, shoots with speedlights. He has like not, how many speedlights do you have now? Like 15 or something? There's six, there's six on my, yeah, we're, pro we're probably over 15. It's stupid. Yeah, but you would bring like eight or nine to a wedding, right? I, I've, like been, I've been known to get bored and bring nine speedlights to a wedding. Yeah, and so I just didn't use speed lights a ton at weddings. I, I use a couple on my camera, but you were like the master of off-camera speed light and all that stuff like that. So anyways, um, I, I just, I'm just so honored to like have such amazing world-class mentors like Rich Coleman making you guys courses on speed light photography, which he's way better at than me, um, speed light photography. And so Brandon, I just Brandon taught you how to pet people. I thought that was interesting, a petting course. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good job, Rich. Oh, uh, Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Today on today's family show. I learned this from I learned this from Brandon Chesbro. Just kidding. No, there's a pet photography course like uh, like dogs and cats. Well, it was uh, birding, so people are getting confused that don't know photography because I mean there's administrativeness to our job too. People that don't you know know photography, and they're like, yeah, the they they said the the birding course and the petting course, and I was like. Hmm. Burning's Let's a thing. That. Petting is petting sounds a little bit like risque. Also, uh, what's funny is people say landscaping course. No offense to anyone, but like yes. the landscaping course, like it's great. I'm going to show you how to water your you know, water your grass and mow it. You know, like landscape. Anyway, I don't want to talk about um, landscape. Norway is like still America's shut down. I know, man. I was I was looking at some photos of from Thomas Havel. He's this amazing yeah. uh, landscape photographer that I follow on Instagram, and he has like these photos of Norway. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. I'm like, I just want to go. I don't know. We were supposed to go a few months ago, and then COVID happened. April. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We'll get there. There's Norway. Do that. And I'll, I'll, we'll go to Norway, and then I'll shoot my light, uh, my nighttime shots at uh, in Iceland. Ooh, yeah. We'll get that. Yeah, you're gonna make an astrophotography course coming up soon, right? I'm pretty pumped. I'm at, like this one. I'm excited about shooting stars. Yeah. When I look yeah. at the stars. Look how this. Oh, that's no, that's a Switchfoot song. I was like singing Coldplay for a second. That's a good song. Like that was one of the only good songs in that album, unfortunately. All right, there, John. Uh, John, work <laughs> on it, buddy. Come on, come on. All right, we love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We'll see love you, you in TPM for those of you guys. The iPhone Photography Bootcamp Week Four coming up this Wednesday. Have a fantastic day. We'll chat with you guys soon. I miss you. Them, not you. Oh, well, you too. Bye -bye. Yeah. Well. Whatever. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about. Email us at hello at davidmolnar.com. This podcast is brought to you by thephotomentorship.com. Thank you.